Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it. So how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. So we are back for another podcast episode. This week's guest is one of my favorite people. She has been a huge influence on my life, my personal life, my professional career here in South Jersey. Elsie Kearns is what I call the fairy godmother of the holistic realm here in this, uh, in this area. I don't think she knows, but I, I talk to so many people and they're like, oh, Elsie Kern trained me in this. Elsie Kearns trained me in this. I'm like, I know Elsie Kearns. I've yeah. known her for 20 some years. She is a graduate of the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. She's gone and gotten her certification with Donna Eden's energy work. She's been trained in the diamond heart training. She's a big proponent of Joe Dispenza and heart math and all kinds of really good stuff. She is a Reiki, how I met her is through my Reiki training. She, it was my Reiki trainer. So I have my Reiki mastership under Elsie. And um, so Elsie, welcome so much to this episode. Thanks, Julia. And I love the title of your podcast. Thank you. We certainly need some peace and love these days. Yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. And thank you for for coming on. And I can't wait to hear all of your wisdom that you have to share with us today. So tell me about you and your story. What got you into doing this kind of work and your work? Describe for us what you do. Well, it really began over 40 years ago. I was in my early 40s and a family vacation. We were in the Florida Keys, and it wasn't very popular at that time, but I thought it was a unique opportunity to swim with dolphins. So uh, my two teenage sons were with me and my husband, of course, and My sons were actually walking behind me saying, why do we have to get in the water with these things? And dad gets to take the pictures. And so it was, you know, kind of an unusual beginning because I couldn't imagine why I decided to swim with dolphins. At the end of the swim, and it was very, really magical, I must say, I knew something was happening, but I couldn't explain exactly what. And I went to get up on the floating dock ladder, and there was a dolphin that popped up from underneath. And the trainer looked at me and said, now, just give him a kiss on that bottleneck nose. And I thought, oh, well, 
okay, anything to get up this ladder. And that (laughs) happened once. And then the dolphin popped up a second time and then a third time. And finally, (laughs) I got up on the dock and I, I again knew something had happened, but I didn't know exactly what it was. When we returned home, there was ironically a metaphysical bookstore that opened in Medford. And I didn't even know what the word metaphysical meant. I mean, I grew up Roman Catholic and this idea of spirituality, metaphysical, this was still considered way out in those days. But I visited the store and I I began looking at crystals and reading books on channeling and psychic surgeons and spirituality, Native American tradition. My husband was an engineer and he thought I had fallen off the deep end. And I must say, I I really did. So it went from there to reading Barbara Brennan's book, The Hands of Light, from there going to her four-year training. Wow, what a story. So that that experience just opened you up. Something, like you said, something happened when you were swimming with those dolphins. And that's amazing. That's a really, I've never heard that story. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I know you work a lot with women to help them foster their own connectivity, their own spirituality. And has that changed over your career? What's the difference between when you were just starting your career and now? I'm just curious. Well, initially, I was fascinated by all of the healing techniques out there. So during the years that I was in Barbara Brennan, I I took a Reiki class. Everybody actually in the school from California wanted Barbara to start a school out there, but they were all doing hands-on healing. And, you know, what we were learning on the East Coast was really very new ideas for us here. At the time, uh, Barbara was in East Hampton, New York. And so we would go up for like a week at a time and then come home and practice all these techniques. And initially, you know, it was this quest to learn all different things, a, a little, you know, reflexology, a little channeling, a little everything. And what I loved most always was teaching. So I did a lot of teaching, as you know, in those early years of sharing, especially Reiki, because it was so easy for people to learn and most important to use for themselves, as well Mm -hmm. as with other people. And they didn't have to do four years like I was doing at the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, because, you know, all that magic was right there in their own hands. And it was very exciting because people were interested in learning. And I would say a small percentage, but today there's a much more open concept of what can people do to help themselves to stay healthy and also to keep their immune system strong. So I would say now what I'm doing more is in coaching and mentoring people. I also continue to teach, but I would say that the women in particular are very much interested in any kind of mentoring or learning different healing techniques that they can use again for themselves or with others. 
one of uh, the best gifts, of course, Donna Eden's work, Eden Energy Medicine, was that everything that we learned, we could teach people and uh, available 24-7 with your own hands. So it's been quite an amazing journey and it continues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have so many stories, things that you've experienced and things that you've witnessed. Is there anything that comes to the top of your mind as to one of those, like, oh my goodness, kind of experiences? Well, I would say, uh, Julia, early on, I was still a little skeptic about all of this. And, you know, the universe has a way of showing you what it you need to learn. So one special story I can remember of the the gal who came to see me had had these stomach issues and been in pain off and on for a lot. And medically, she had been through all the tests and nobody seemed to be able to pinpoint exactly what was going on. And so I was using a lot of uh, Barbara Brennan's teachings at that time. And I knew something incredible happened for her. And she left the session and then she contacted me and said, I've never had any pain since we met. She said, this is really incredible. And I was delighted to hear that. But it also encouraged me to keep going and keep learning. It was really a gift for her at that time. So one of the things I remind people of is, you know, this gal had been working on this issue for you know, a couple of years, quite some time. And it just happened that, you know, all the work she was doing and when we met, it just was, you know, close enough to the surface that whatever it was, you know, together we were able to release it. That's amazing. I had a similar story when I first started Reiki, a, a woman I was at the time working at a chiropractor's office. And this person came to me through the chiropractor's office. So I had never met her before. I started, she just went into Reiki session, a full one hour Reiki session. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, so I started and I got this vision. I don't usually get visions like this, but I got this vision of her running down the beach with a white skirt on flowing skirt and a flowing blouse and she's running and she's running towards a man in white pants and a white shirt they're running towards each other and I'm thinking like this is so cliche like I'm doing this you know the Reiki session and I'm not speaking to her but I had this like tell her it just kept like coming into my head, tell her, I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell her. It's stupid. It's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> arguing in my head with this and I'm like, tell her, I'm like, finally, I was like, fine, I'll tell her, but at the end of it. Okay. At the end. So things quieted down. I finished the session and I was like, okay, fine. I got to tell her. So I told her what I, what I saw. And I was like, you're going to think this is like cliche. I don't know what this means. But the look on her face just like stopped. And she's like, she said, you are the third person to tell me that exact same thing. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's something here. You know, I never met this woman before. We didn't really talk beforehand. And so it was just like, I think that was a validation for yeah. me as well as her. And yeah, so there's something I've experienced so much with Reiki itself that 
I know that there's something there the, you know, there's things that we don't know, things that we, we have no control over the outcome. We, we let the outcome go and we just let it do what it needs to do. Yeah. So there's something going on. It's really neat to, to witness those kinds of things that it's a lot of fun. Well, I think Julia, that there've also been times where I said something to someone and they've said, oh, you know, you're the second person that's told me that. I said, okay, great. So here is another validation for you. And, you know, it often might be about a gift that individual had, but they kind of were not ready to recognize it or acknowledge it. You know, there, as you just said, there's a a confirmation directly from the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So what does Elsie do? to help Elsie maintain or get back to peace on a daily kind of basis? Well, I'm, first of all, I live by myself. So it's very easy for me to spend quiet time in the morning. I have my list of prayers and some quiet meditation. And of course, I have uh, these prayer bowls. We do that divine feminine gathering once a month that teaches something holistic and we have a group prayer bowl so people keep adding to it and uh, every day I hold the prayer bowls and we do that as a group also on the monthly webinar so that is one thing that is an absolute must and then in addition to that I spend probably 35-40 minutes doing all of those you know, eating energy medicine exercises and, you know, some physical exercises to keep myself strong, lift little weight lifting. At 77, this is a challenge. You know, you just have to keep moving. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't stop. <laughs> I, you are, you're just amazing, a phenomenal role model in that regard. How does the work that you do you know, I know you have a, a large community here in the South Jersey area and a lot of, like I said earlier, um, you know, a lot of people have been impacted by you and your work. And how do you keep that vibrant? I mean, you just said about the Divine Feminine Gathering, and that's something that's very interesting to me. Uh, you know, can you talk more about that? Yes, well, I wanted to do a monthly webinar. I keep it to one hour. I want to respect people's time. And what I began doing was just having someone on for 15, 20 minutes, a woman entrepreneur that is talking about her business and what she's doing, what she created. And we also have, you know, some general health tips about keeping the immune system strong or whatever is pertinent at that particular time. Then again, we have people sending us in a prayer bowl. And actually, most of the people that are on the monthly call have even created their own prayer bowls. So now they add that to the group prayer. It's $9.97 a month for people to join. And it's just a nice support group. And then Through the month, I might send them some different information to learn about. This week, actually, June 24th, we're having our June webinar. Marilyn Eppolite, who I believe you might know, another colleague, 
is going to talk about this grassroots organization that is helping us be able to make our own personal choice. There's been a move on to perhaps take off the market some of the homeopathic remedies. So she's been very active with this group and having a voice to maintain that free choice for us. Great. Yeah, Marilyn and I have, I was in her intention group a number of years ago. So yeah, she's another one I'm going to get to get on this web, this uh, podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, how important is a daily practice, not only for yourself, but for all those that you have come across? I know for me, I, during this pandemic, I really, really focused on my routines, my morning routine, my nightly routine. And I think those things have helped me not only maintain, but elevate, especially during the pandemic, um, the stress of 2020 and 2021 has been minimized in my daily life because of the, the practice that I've done and the check-ins during the day. Is there anything that you can tell us that, you know, about the importance of a daily routine? You're so right, Julia. Some kind of daily routine is very important. For me, it has to be the first thing in the morning or it gets lost in the day. The important thing for people to understand is even if they just take five minutes to say thank you to the universe, you cannot be in fear and gratitude at the same time. And we've had so much fear and anxiety uh, this last year through this pandemic. And frankly, you know, I early in my life, a lot of my life, I struggled with anxiety and overwhelm. And it really wasn't until I learned a number of these holistic practices that I was able to kind of modulate that and feel that I could work with it when it came up. But when you have the whole world in fear and anxiety, it's really hard to maintain your own calm. So whatever ritual works for you, even if it's only five or 10 minutes, but especially being grateful, being thankful for what you do have. And certainly in this country, despite the circumstances we're under, we really have a great deal to be thankful for. So I would say any way that you can practice gratitude, begin a gratitude journal, stop throughout your day and just say thank you. And also equally important is to endorse yourself, is to give yourself credit like begin by giving yourself credit for getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> just to start with, you know, yeah. just we just simply don't praise ourselves enough for just all of the things that we do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of the the missions of this podcast is that the teaching that self love begets inner peace. Inner peace begets world peace. Therefore, self-love begets world peace. So as more and more of us get to a really solid love of self, I always talk about this field of interconnection that we're all living within this field. And 
I'm sure that Barbara Brennan and Donna Eden talk about the field of interconnection and what, you know, I know HeartMath talks about it and Joseph Spenza talks about it and this field of interconnection. And so the more of us that can feed this field, love and gratitude. And because I remember when I started my gratitude journal, I would stop you know, as I'm like going through my day, I would say, oh, I can put that in my gratitude journal. I could put that in my gratitude journal. And it was like, I was just living differently. When we can intentionally change what we're feeling and push that out into the world, feed this field, this love, this peace, this gratitude, joy, whatever it is, it's going to lift us all up. You know, just like what you were saying about the pandemic and how the whole world was living in fear and, you know, and certainly so I think it was a, a really a way to kind of come together in knowing how close we are together, you know, this interconnected world that we now can see that we live in. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts? Like what about like your teachings have to say about the interconnectivity of all of us. Julia, when you talk about that interconnectivity, what I want to say first is that, and also about self-love, is that very early on, we lose connection with that human and divine preciousness of our being. That's how we start out. And then we seem to lose that connection as we sort of get hit by the pillows of life. So holding that human and divine preciousness of our being really helps us, again, feel that interconnectedness to all of humanity. All of humanity holds that both human and divine preciousness. Mm. And I have that one quote that I always remind people, you know, one hand over the other at the heart and just say, hold all of your being in love, honor, and reverence, just as you are in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just stop for a moment and just hold yourself in that sense of love. It's a way to Bring self-love and self-care to your inner being, which then shines through your outer being. Beautiful. Can you say that again? Sure. Thank you. So part of what we're doing is connecting first to our own human and divine preciousness. And one of the easy ways to do that is just one hand over the other at the heart and just Hold all of your being in love, honor, and reverence, just as you are in this moment in time. That's beautiful. And that's something that you can do every hour <laughs> if need be, <laughs> you know, and I, that's, that's beautiful. And especially if, as we say in heart math, like our hearts are our center you know, the center of our being, the, the first of our beingness, you know, we, we identify with our heart. And when we can come back, and you had an exercise that you wanted to lead us on about that sure. between not being in our head so much, but coming down into our heart. Can yeah. you help us with that? 
Well, there's a famous Sioux proverb, I believe, and it says, the longest journey you will ever take in your life is from your head to your heart. Mm-hmm. So true. So just reminding yourself that really, as you just said, the center of your being is really at the heart. If we try to think of the answer or think of what to do, it's not always the right answer. But if we come down to the heart, the answer is generally here. True answer. Yeah. 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 (sighs) So much. So much. So as far as, you know, I think we, we share a commonality of having always, like for me, I was always an anxious child, always an angry child, not angry at people. It was more angry at the world itself and how messed up it was. And like, why are we living this way? And, you know, I grew up in the seventies where the harp seals were getting, that was the big story. And the harp seals were getting bludgeoned for their beautiful white coats. And I, that just made me so angry and writing to the president to, to stop this practice. And, um, us both coming from anxiety and coming from anxiousness and, and possibly anger. Do you think that helped us kind of get to this place? You know, they always say that you teach what you need to learn. Is that true for you? Absolutely. In fact, when I struggled with anxiety, you know, earlier through my life, I, I didn't even know what it was. I thought I was the only one had these racing feelings inside. I didn't know there was actually a situation where that fight or flight was going off or I was anxious. Nobody actually, quote, diagnosed that. And it wasn't until, you know, I started to read about all of this and actually understand that I was just on that treadmill. I knew I was on the treadmill, but it was the anxiety treadmill. And it led me, you know, to keep searching for ways to find inner peace. Meditation was certainly a a wonderful way to help begin to calm myself down, as well as the, you know, easy energy medicine techniques that are very effective that I can use every day and I do use every day or you know I can teach others and help them do the same as well yeah Mm. yeah so we're we're speaking from experience we're speaking we're all busy people and just maintaining that sense of self because as practitioners helping other people we need to take care of ourselves first so that it's authentically coming through us. And we're not depleting ourselves so much that if we're caregivers or for parents or grandparents or whoever we are, however we spend our day, we do so with that coming from love and not coming from overcare or depletion. You know, it's, it's a different feeling when you're being cared for either by a practitioner or by a parent or by, you know, a staff member at a doctor's office, you can, you can tell when you're being cared for by someone who is caring of themselves, caring for themselves. It's a, that, again, that, that field where we're picking up those things that 
we're not consciously aware of at the moment, but we feel them in our hearts. We feel something different. You know, I think the more people become intentional about that, you know, whether you're a waitress or bartender or, you know, you work at a grocery store or anything with other people, you can feel that. You can feel that the vibration of their emotion coming out of them, you know. So, you know, I think the more that we intentionally change how we're helping each other, how we're navigating the world, the better the world will be. I think that we have a lot to, a lot of work to do, especially, especially after this past year. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I miss him, but he wrote a whole book on the power of intention. And that's one of the reasons that, as we learned in Reiki, you can do distant healing because you're using your intention and you're connecting not only to the field, but to that individual through the field. So there's so many possibilities today that we have. And we're literally living now, instead of three-dimensional reality, quantum reality. You know, so it's a very exciting time to be alive. Yeah. Although a little challenging, but exciting. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's very interesting to be alive at this time. Because I really think that we're waking up on so many levels, you know, and we have to clear out all the old gunk, the things that are no longer serving, and then we'll, we'll lift up and is spiral dynamics. Okay. So spiral dynamics, and I forget the guy who did the spiral dynamics, but what he said was that societies go through a spiral and they go through this thing of kind of a process of breaking down coming back together and then breaking down again and then coming back. So, but you're always moving up, always moving up this spiral. So I think that's what we're, what's happening right now on a societal and world level that we're, we're breaking down to break through and to kind of rise up another level of that spiral. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have the guy's name on the Oh, it just popped into my head. So I didn't prepare to have that in this, but it's it'll be on the show notes, Spiral Dynamics. I don't know. Have you ever read about that, Spiral Dynamics? No, I've not. But, you know, basically what you're talking about is how we are continuing to evolve our vibration because everything is vibration. Mm-hmm. If you step into PJ Whalen's, that's one vibration. And then you step into a temple or synagogue or a church. It's another vibration. So people are talking about that all the time, but they don't necessarily say, oh, I I just experienced that vibration, but they are physically feeling and experiencing things all the time. So when we intentionally can change our vibration which which is the emotion that we're feeling that we're sending out into the field the more that that field will change and evolve and grow and it'll be a beautiful world absolutely yeah <laughs> all right elsie i'm going to have all of your lists all of the ways to contact you but 
Elsie is giving, I can't believe you're doing this, a 30-minute complimentary consultation to anyone who clicks the link in the show notes. That is so generous of you. I really appreciate that. And so her website is The Overwhelm Warrior, and she's on Facebook, and all of her contact information will be in the show notes for you all who are listening. Is there anything that you want to finish up with, or you have a lot of classes on your um, overwhelmwarrior.com. Are they both virtual and live? So anybody can listen. Yeah, I'm doing some live classes. As we go into summer, there's really just one up there now for Reiki in July. And I'm doing a very small class on Saturday with Eden Energy Medicine Techniques. And that'll be from like 9.30 till 4. And that is live. And the other reason I want to mention that I offered the 30-minute free consultation is because people are not necessarily familiar with what it means to get an energy medicine session. So it's helpful for me to explain what happens and what that is like and really to see if whatever they're dealing with, I can help them with or I might need to recommend someone else or something else for them to help them through whatever they're going through at this time. Thank you. So is there anything that you want to leave us with? Anything that's resonating on your heart or sitting on your heart? Well, just that if you need to feel a moment of peace, check into your inner world Just take one hand and put it up here on your forehead. So these are the oh my God points. Because when we get upset or when that fight or flight goes off, the first thing we do is go, oh my God. (laughs) And what we're actually doing is bringing blood back to the forebrain because when that fight or flight goes off, all the blood drains out to get us ready to fight or take flight. So one hand on the forehead the other hand over the heart and just make that head to heart connection mm. and just sit down for a few minutes and hold this and you'll find yourself in a place of greater calm and inner resilience. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Elsie. it's always a pleasure. It really is. I just, I'm so honored to have you in my life and, and, you know, it's a gift. You're certainly a gift to all who are impacted by you. And so I thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for the invitation. I, I love sharing what I know. Yeah. Yeah. You you do it so well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Many years of training. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and remember to ask yourself, what am I feeding the field until next time?